Non-rock a boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional. Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yeah! Oh! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. Well, I, yeah. got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Two and five hundred pounds. Brown bears weigh between three hundred and over a thousand pounds. Black bears run away from you. Brown bears run at you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground and cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, contact the U.S. Forest Service. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pastor Luke Pearson. The bears roar. What is happening? That's scary. It is scary, isn't it? The scary bear roar. It's good. I like it. Good. I hope you're scared. This is a special edition. I'm scared because it's just me and you doing the show today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and there's nobody else. I know it's weird. Marcus is sitting at the table with me. And then- I'm actually scared because one of the homeschool woodpeckers is our sound engineer for the first time today. <laughs> Sherman! You better not mess this up, man. Yeah, so um, this is a special edition of Apologia Radio because Jeff is not feeling so hot. So we thought we would just just roll with it. I'm I'm pumped, man. Yeah, we got some stuff. We got some stuff we, to talk we about. We just did a TV show with my favorite person on the planet. Yes. Darren Doan. Your favorite person. My, I said, I said, yeah. my favorite person. Yes. Who's your favorite person? My wife. I was hoping you would say that. I was going to rebuke you. Like, that's what I was playing on What if saying. I would have said Jesus? Then I would have rebuked you <laughs> for Jesus juking. <laughs> oh, you missed it. He totally, D- Darren totally Jesus juked the Civil War conversation. Oh, did he? Yeah. Cause it of, was awesome. Because of his new movie, right? Yeah. It was awesome. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to say anything, but it was, a, it was an epic <laughs> Jesus juke. Okay. So his new movie... We got some great news for all Access members, right? We do have some very good news. The new movie, which is called... Stonewall. Stonewall is coming out very soon. We don't have a release date yet, but we were promised by Darren Doan. Ready? I can say this, right? Yes. Okay. Darren Doan said that all Access members are going to get the movie for free. Yes. In a 24-hour yes, window. before it comes out. Before it comes out. Yep. So, apology all Access members are going to be the first people to get the new movie Stonewall. That's pretty dope. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited, dude. That's crazy. I'm thinking that means we're gonna get it too because I'm an all Access member. To. 
<laughs> I'm an all expert. Yeah, I'm an all, yeah, I'm yes. an all access member. You you are I, an I, all I, I was joking. Member. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, I'm excited, dude. It's gonna be great. For, for those of you who don't know who Darren Doan is, he's a filmmaker that did Monumental. He did Collision with mm-hmm. Doug Wilson and Christopher Hitchens. He did uh, Mercy Rule and Unstoppable Saving and Christmas. Saving Christmas. So all those movies he's doing. And he's the guy that really inspired me to get into the business. Mm. And uh, I got to spend a month with him doing work and it changed my life. Just working with him is yeah. better than any film school you could ever possibly yeah. ever imagine. So... You I should play I, that clip. You have that did, clip? Did, did, did y'all play it during no, the show? No, we didn't get you into Okay, so I have that clip ready. I'm going to play it. This, anybody out there that wants to be a filmmaker, you need to listen to Darren Doan's talk, Christian filmmaker with a question mark. Mm. It's Christian, so you want to be a Christian filmmaker? <laughs> and like the entire conversation, the entire, the entire talk is essentially, he was told, asked to encourage people to be a Christian filmmaker and he goes out there and he goes straight Paul Washer <laughs> and he talks for and, and, and yeah, he, he talks about why you don't want to be a Christian filmmaker so I'll play this clip and before you play that I he, forgot to ask him do you know how he got started in the film industry doing punk rock music is that how he got started uh, I, I, I believe like I believe like that's the main thing he was like the okay. top punk rock music video guy blink 182 yeah. mxpx all those guys he did the music videos that's for sweet. and he still does music videos for yeah. a lot of major artists yeah and um but yeah that's how i got started ready yep so bleed make things get criticized don't go to film school um. <laughs> what's behind all this it is it's a work ethic I don't care what you're doing. Just, I mean, whether you're making films or whether you're, you're a plumber or, or, or whether you're gonna be a pastor or whether, what, you, know, what, you gotta have a work ethic. That's all. I'm really bad at quoting scripture, but there's that scripture somewhere about if you do good work, you'll be placed before kings. That's, that's all I apply to my life as a Christian. That may seem a little shallow. I'm sure people have more verses. I'm sure I can pick up some books out there and it'll help me. But all I think is, okay, Lord, I want to glorify you. I want to honor you. I, I just want to be great at what I do. That's it. You'll place me before kings. I don't care about the economy. No, if this doesn't pay the bills, then I'll go get a different job. I'm prepared at any moment that if people stop hiring me as a filmmaker, because they don't need me as a filmmaker, people need the plumber way more than they need me, I'm prepared to go get another job. Out of film school. <laughs> I didn't even write that one. That was off the head, people. Spirit is moving right now, okay? That's just... These are freebies at this point, and I got 12 minutes left, so... <laughs> okay, so I get a lot of messages from people, and they're always like, "What? I want to be a filmmaker. How do I get started? Some people ask yeah. me, what's a good film school? And I always say, well, don't go to film school. Whatever you do, don't go to film school. School of hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right because because you can't teach filmmaking you really can't mm. like uh you 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 can teach some basics of it but yeah. you can't really teach the creativity and the passion and the desire okay. i mean i mean what th- th- there's a huge difference between going to film school and doing a movie 
where you get either an A, a passing grade, or a fail grade, or maybe like a, a C, which is like, it's acceptable. You did your work. Yeah. And it's a lot different than having a client who's paid you $30,000 to do a project, and you have to get that project yeah. out, and they have to like it right. enough to hire you again. You know, so like that's kind of, you can't teach that at film school. Yeah. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And so my advice to people who want to be a filmmaker is listen to Darren Doan's talk, Christian Filmmaker, and then do what it says. And he has a project that he asks anybody who wants to do, to be a filmmaker, go out and capture 30 sunrises in a row. That That's yeah. in that talk. And he'll tell you. You can't miss a day. If you miss a day, you got to start all over. So mm. 30 sunrises in a row. You can't be late for a sunrise. You can't miss a sunrise. So me and the Chocolate and Ox yeah. did that. And it was really good. Yeah. And so what we thought was, since we were already doing work every day, we should step it up and make it harder. So we did 30 sketches about catching sunrises yeah. every day. And so the idea was, what if there were two filmmakers who were awful at catching a sunrise right. and they missed it every day for 30 days? And so we have a bunch of cameos in there with, you know, like size in there and because he just happened to be in town during, oh, okay. the, during those 30 days. So so that, we still followed the rules. We woke up in time yeah. for the sunrise. We just pretended like we didn't shoot it yeah. for 30 days. And it was, it was way harder and way difficult. But you should do it if you want to be a filmmaker. That's what you should do. And I think we should get into some politics, man. Hold on. Let me say... My favorite episode of those was when you guys locked the keys in the car. Oh. That was my favorite. I was dying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was yeah. dying. So you can, you can watch them. We'll post them on the Apology of Facebook page. Yeah. And you can watch. So there was one episode where we left the camera running yeah. and recording in the car while we locked, pretended to lock the keys in the yeah. car. And we're determining how important is it that we get this sunrise uh, should we bash the window out? And so, so you should you should you should watch those sunrises if you haven't. And and uh, I actually hear like kids love them. Like, oh really? Yeah. I'm just showing them to my daughter. Right? Parents you know. parents have been watching them with like their kids and like you would love those. So yeah, you should do that. I was gonna say too before we before we transition. Uh, one thing Darren said, which I know you didn't hear, he was talking about how when he was doing all the music videos. This is, I'm going to bring this back to what you're saying. When he did all the music videos for all those clients, like he got cool points just because he did stuff for them. Like they automatically were cool. So everything he did was cool, right? That's right. But then when he did his first film, Collision, like the initial, like, uh, the initial, um, feedback was terrible. Like Doug people hated cool, it. though. Well, now he is. <laughs> right, that's true. Because that film made him cool, that's right? That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I don't think people yeah. heard really much about Doug Wilson until yeah. that movie. Yeah, and he said he was like ready to just quit because he was getting all these like just negative <laughs> feedback. He's like, I made something I thought was cool, I really liked it, and yeah. everybody hated it, but yeah. now it's like, it's a huge thing. Yeah, I remember working for him, he would, he would tell me, he would say, get the shot that you like and do the stuff that you like and don't let people tell you that that's not the style yeah. or whatnot, you know, shaky cam. Yeah. That's, that's where I learned shaky cam from. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. You know, he shot collision like 80% of collision is done with a, a camcorder. You could get <laughs> at, at Best Buy for 200 that. bucks. That's hilarious. And 80% of the movie is just shot with this little HD <laughs> mini DV camera that he just would like, just like have with him all the time. Wow. And so that's most of the movie. 
Yeah. And so, you know, he, this is what he says. He's like, if you go to film school and you have every single piece of professional audio and video equipment Which we have. at your fingertips. That's a joke. N- no, we don't. That's a joke. Well, this is why we're doing a show with what we have right. is because he would say, what happens when you walk across that stage on graduation and the only thing in your pocket is an iPhone? Are you going to be able to make a movie when you don't have a red camera at your disposal? Mm. Are you going to be able to make a movie when the only audio you have and video you have is your iPhone? Can you make money with Mm. that? And so that's why, you know, we shoot a show with regular DSLR cameras and, you know, very limited in terms of resources. That's a great, that's a great thought. So sign up for Apology All Access. And as soon as we know when the release date is... We're going to drop the, I guess we'll call it D-Day, right? Because it's like Darren Doan, Doug Wilson, Doomsday. Like, it'll be like the D-Day. And then and then everybody for those 24 hours who's an all-access member will get a special link where they can download the movie. And we'll figure out how to work that out. We're going to be talking with them. And I, I think we might be doing some other things. It Maybe, sounded yeah. like it. So Sounds like Lord it, Lord yeah. willing. But, uh, yeah. So, Apology is going to be... All about that Stonewall movie for the next few weeks. You know, let's. I was gonna ask him. I forgot how because there's that other movie coming out called Stonewall, which is funny because they like those propaganda. Trailers, the propaganda. Those actual yeah, film. Those yeah. trailers came out after he started putting his trailers. Yeah, up, yeah. But it's like called the same, so it's gonna be interesting to see. I can tell you which one I'm gonna like more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I'm hoping that like. People go to his thinking that it's, it's the other one. It's perfect that they're going to come out around the same time, though, <laughs> right. right? Like yeah, it's yeah. perfect. You're going to have yeah the, the 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 liberal propaganda and the Christian propaganda all at the same time, and yeah. people get to see the difference. Yeah, so for sure, yeah, good point. And Ted Cruz and Ben Carson is going to be in this film apparently too. So interviewed by the one and only Darren Dong. Oh, I thought the Knox interviewed oh, him. Maybe he did. I don't. I mean, he's with every production, so yeah. yeah so, uh, we will be back after this break. Shortest segment ever. Is it? I don't know. I don't, I don't have know. my I was keeping track of time. We'll just take a break. This is what happens when Marcus is out here and not in the in, the, in his <laughs> Hey, what's that, girl? What? How? 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 How much time have we had? Fifteen minutes. Hey! hey! See? Money! Fifteen okay, minutes. Well, there, go. there we go. I know. I know okay. what I'm doing. We'll see you on the other side. Apology Radio. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles, not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing. Let not thy beard be thy downfall protect your manlyhood an epic combination of manliness and manhood if you are hearing this today there is hope for your beard go to yukonsbeard.com and enter the code apologia and you can save some money while you save your face no one knows what does have you Pow, 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 pow,
<laughs> Dude, so, that's just that's the best ever. <laughs> Welcome back to Apologia Radio. So yesterday, me and Luke were watching the view because that's what yeah. we do in our spare time. We like to watch. Well, I'm getting my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay yeah so the view had to talk wanted to talk about kim davis oh did they ever <laughs> and me and luke were like we should just record ourselves yeah. like mystery science 3000 yeah watching the view like that should be a new web series for apologia <laughs> let me just say jeff was counseling some people in the other room and we were yelling so loud they heard us <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna try to bring it down, down a notch, a little bit, a little bit. Bring it down a notch, uh, and uh, so the view. Who, by the way, has a new co-host? Yes, Candace Cameron. Yes, who is fantastic on the show. Yeah, for the for, little bit she was on. Yeah, 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 she's filming Fuller House right now, which so. I'm very excited about. I know. Look at that. A Christian taking dominion over Netflix yeah. was one of the top most anticipated shows that's coming. Yeah, I'm so, super excited. Yeah, I was, used to love that show, and I, was, I still watch it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. And uh, she wasn't there for this segment. Go figure. They brought in right immediately yeah, after. She came after the Kim right. Davis segment. But uh, anyways, uh, this is. Uh, Really terrible television we're about to watch. <laughs> like I'm, I, I, all I have to do is hit the play button, but I keep like I keep <laughs> like hesitating. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking before the segment, like do you do you have any idea how many like women or people watch this show every day? It's a lot. It's a yeah. It's a, well, not as much as it used to be. Yeah, well, you're about to find but, out uh, why. What's wrong with our culture? Why everybody's yeah. in some kind of mental funk. All right, you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Can you pass me the blood pressure medicine, yeah. please? Thank you. Hey, Kentucky clerk is yeah. who we were talking about, the lady who's refused to uh, give marriage certificates to gay couples, and that's the conversation we were having before <laughs> we went to break. So I think, too, you know, you talk about if you don't agree with the federal government, you can't work for the federal government. But I want to read this quote. By okay, so they went to break. We, we need to fill in. Yeah. Because Whoopi said before this, yeah. when she was elaborating on th- this Kim Davis situation, she said, if you work for the federal government, mm-hmm. you can't bring your religion yeah. into it. And you obey the federal government. Obey I think, the, I think okay. she might have even said. But I have to ask the question, does Kim Davis work for the federal government? The answer is no. <laughs> and I was screaming that. How statist yeah. can right. you be? When yeah. you call the people who work for local county government. Right. Just to be clear, it's the Rowan County Clerk. I just checked okay, it she, before the show. Okay, she's the Rowan County Clerk, yeah. which is not, not the federal government. federal government. Okay, now yeah. this is uh, one of the co-hosts who I think is kind of brilliant. Yeah. Because she's about to put Whoopi in her place, yeah, which, which is something you don't see as much. I'm going to add to that Whoopi needs to stop drinking. Between segments. It sounds like she's a, just has a, not water in that it cup. It is not water. Okay. All right. That's not what I said. If you... Okay. It is what well, she said. Let me just read this quote from Martin Luther King. Oh, uh, when he was thrown into jail okay. in 1962, he said, when the nonviolent resistor refuses to cooperate with a law that is out of harmony with the laws of God, which she believes, and the laws of morality, he must break the law, but in doing so, he practices civil disobedience and accepts the penalty. And goes to jail. So, yes. 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 Wait, did Whoopi just say yes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Awesome. Yeah, it was this completely Martin. contradicts my worldview in every yeah. way. Let's clap. Yeah. It's Martin Luther see, King. Let's see what she says. It does. I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but, but if you can't. 
There's the but us, right? Yeah, the but I, I get what you're saying. Like but us. But, but uh. <laughs> Follow the law. And one of the reasons this is such a touchy subject is because we've been through this right. many Different times. Things. And so people always say, you know, my religious beliefs keep me from being able to give you what you need to have. Mm-hmm. People were not educated because people's religious beliefs said the black people couldn't be educated. So that I can't, you okay, know. Can I, I, can I, I, okay, my head hurts. Is is there any homosexual that's not being educated? Well, I mean, they all go to public schools, yeah, probably. Right. So <laughs> they're being educated already. Right, right, yeah, they're yeah by, by Caesar. Seriously. But but this is such a fallacy. It's not. It's like well, there homo, homosexuals can get married, right, to a man and a woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And and I want to add this. We talked about this last week, um, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But Whoopi says. Well, you know, says, well, you need to obey the law. Well, that's precisely what Kim Davis was doing, obeying According the law. According to the Kentucky right. Constitution. Yep. And and so what law right. has the federal, uh, has the Supreme Court passed? None. In the history of the United States? None. <laughs> Why is that? Because they can't. They don't make laws. They're not allowed to. Yeah. Whoopee. Yeah, maybe. Read the, the dang Constitution, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm serious. Like, I mean... You act like people. Like people act as if they do not have a basic understanding. They don't of of how civil government works. Which is yeah, exactly what they so, talked about in the Stonewall so, trailer. So maybe we should do this. We need to go back. You yeah. sure got to climb a lot of yeah. to get to this Capitol building here in Washington. Well, I wonder who that sad little scrap of paper is. I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee, but I know I'll be a law someday, at least I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. (laughs) Dude, I love that. I'm so I mean, glad you pulled that out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have a a a complete misunderstanding about how government works. Right now, that we know, according, I guess, to the Supreme Court, since homosexuality is technically homosexual marriage is technically legal, what needs to happen now is a bill has to be made mm-hmm. that makes it a law federally right. through all the states, but that has not been done yet. No. And, Not at and, all. and until that is done, uh, the states have a right to resist. This is, uh, they, they have a right, it's, it's in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. They have the ability, the states, they can gather and, and they can form a, 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 a constitutional gathering to either uh, make a new constitutional amendment mm-hmm. or to, 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 uh, to, to discuss the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is why they have a right to resist the constitution because they can't meet to create a law or to create an amendment to the constitution if they don't have any right to go against the constitution. Right. So the states obviously have a right to resist it, to create laws that, that make the constitution uh, correct. Right. That's why it's the United States of America, right? Right. Not the United federal government of america well i mean since when has this country not been under a united federal i'm just saying 
Yeah. That the, was the intention. Yeah. And, I, you know, I like to always point out, too, that, you know, it's a, it's a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Right. That means that we, the people, are the government. Exactly. So, according to Romans 13, who do Congress, if Cong- members of Congress and, and members and the president want to submit to Romans 13, who do they submit to? They submit to us. Right. Right. They're representatives. Yeah. They're not the government. They're not our bosses. But we don't see that. And in just talking about that makes you sound insane. <laughs> but that's exactly the purpose of the Constitution was yeah. that the people would rule. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny that the one uh, the one gay couple that came in <laughs> when they were t- when they were like, right, we pay your salary, and uh, which he's right, except they're from a different state, so they don't technically pay her salary. But uh, we we do. Yeah, pay- they came in from another <laughs> state <laughs> with the media where they could probably have gotten married, no right. problem. Yeah. <laughs> But we do, the government does work for us, right? We do pay their salaries. That's right. And maybe through coercion, but that's a whole other story. By force. Um, <laughs> and theft. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they were right in that. And, and so we need to be telling them, no, look, we're paying you, right? That's exactly right. You don't right. tell us how, we, how we're going to uh, live our lives. We're paying you. We're telling you how we're going to run things. Should we, shall we continue? Yes. Yes. That's a good question because, you know, yes. the Pope now is even like, is, is standing up for the LGBT community. He says, who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. Which, that's supposed to be, you know, that's your main the, man. That's what God says. Nah. Yeah. He's, nah. He can't even, he can't even stick to what's you going know, I on love for this Pope. all the time. We this all is love like, him. This yeah. Pope is like, I want to hang with this Pope. Yeah. My dream with Kim Davis, I have just one thing to he say. He would drive your... Okay, first off, is is that a man? <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I'm, I really don't, like, we'll, she... We'll say Z. We'll say Z uh, said... <laughs> Z. That's the. <laughs> you don't know. Z. You say Z. Yeah, because we were watching this yesterday, and we we're like, "Is that a? Is, is she yeah. transgendered? We I don't. don't I really we don't sure. know enough about the view. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't viewed we really, it enough. We don't really view the view enough, right? To know everything, but yeah. So you know, when she says, when the Z says, <laughs> I love this Pope. Yeah, I'd like to hang with the Pope too. I like so I can share the gospel <laughs> with him. Turn him to Christ. I'd all hang with this Pope. Well. <laughs> Somebody is uh, not adhering to a proper worldview if if the transgenders yeah. want to, you know, hang, hang out with them. yeah, and they're religious leaders. So, are you kidding me? Me and the Pope, my Mercury is actually yeah. my dream. But let me say this about the, about Kim Davis. My dream is that she stays in jail long enough to get gay married herself. I feel like that would be a perfect end. Wouldn't that be so great? Let's I it's like Joel McHale on the soup. He always says, "Think about what you're clapping for." Yeah, yeah, serious. That's yeah. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing righteous about that statement. I feel like it was like actually condoning of rape, right? Like essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely that's right. She's like, yeah, yeah, she should stay in jail long enough till she's right. raped and decides. Yeah. To get, yeah. Exactly. And my dream is that all the gay priests come out of the closet. Wow. You know my dream, all right? My dream is that folks will allow everybody to have the belief system they have without... Except if your belief system is against my belief system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) right. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Imposing it on anybody else. Unless (laughs) we impose our belief system on Kim Davis Mm -hmm. by throwing her in jail, Mm -hmm. hoping that she gets gay married herself. 
<laughs> That's a great new term, by the way. <laughs> Gay married. I want you to believe everything that is right for you. I want you to believe that. I do not want you to restrict me if I do not believe exactly. it. And right. that okay. Even if it's what the law says. But we have to go back to God's law. Right. <laughs> which says that believing whatever you want is not okay. It's right. not okay to believe child molestation is all right. It's not okay to believe that what the Nazis did was moral. It's not okay to believe that abortion is moral. And if you saw a child who was, I was talking to an atheist on Facebook the other day, and I said, if you saw a child who was being kidnapped for sex trafficking, would you enforce your belief that that is wrong mm. on the sex trafficker? Mm. They probably said yes. Well, I mean, well, they would say, well, well, he's forcing his belief on someone else, mm. right? The, the the child. But are you so forcing your belief on the child? You're forcing mother. your belief on the child. See, like, it doesn't go anywhere. Right. It's not a logical argument to say morality is based off of uh, not forcing your belief on someone else. Because at some point, beliefs are going to collide together, right? Like that's what the movie Collision was about, yeah. right? Collision. They're going to collide yeah. and somebody's going to have to win that battle. Right. And the question is, is it going to be God's law or man's law? What What if your worldview says that, that Jews should be exterminated? The Jews should be exterminated? Uh, well, then I would say that you have a very corrupt system of morality. Right. I'm saying though, like if that's what they're going to, if that's their definition of what morality should, should rule, yeah. who are they to tell Adolf Hitler, how, who are they to force their, um, morality on Hitler and tell him that what he's doing is wrong yeah. when he thinks what he's doing is right. And he was a federal employee. <laughs> just so we get back to that <laughs> Hitler was a federal employee okay so just let you know well, statist so, so that so the I gotta, federal employees are not the end all be all and what is right and wrong okay I got I got a perfect quote here that I've been trying to get in for like four episodes and it's perfect right now so this is from uh, Joe Boots Das Boots Das Boot, the mission of God is he coming on our show I don't know <laughs> okay. allegedly um, so so, you know, the book is called The Mission of God. So obviously that's what, what the whole premise of the book is. So then he goes, this chapter, he says, um, thus, any missile, missiological vision which does not have in view the undermining of the pretensions of statism, which is what we're talking about, is deficient at best and working within a humanistic and statist paradigm at worst. Therefore, to pursue God's kingdom and reign, the lordship of Christ over all things must be asserted. This centers upon the... Chalcedonian affirmation that Christ alone is the God man representing God to man and uh, mediating salvation as both God and man in unconfused union, our prophet, priest, and king. No other union of the human and divine is possible. No agency, institution, or state can claim for itself the prerogatives of God. For the believer, no other ultimate sovereign is acceptable and no other law admissible to command our obedience. And here's the kicker. Speaking of Kim Davis, uh, where man's law commands what God forbids, civil disobedience becomes a Christian duty. Christ alone in his word and by his spirit speaks the word of life and salvation, not the state. Boot out. Mic drop. <laughs> I love that. It's such a good quote. Uh, why, why are you continuing? How many highlighters have you gone through highlighting that book? <sighs> Dude, 
it's look, I've been reading this book for a while and I'm only like a hundred pages into seven hundred pages because I just can't not highlight stuff. You should just uh you you should just not highlight stuff. Because, I mean, you, like that entire book, that entire page I'm looking at right now is pink. You see what I started doing? Instead of like highlighting like a whole section, I just put in brackets. Like that whole paragraph. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that whole bracket. <laughs> There's a book called The Mission of God. Yes, sir. Where can you get it? I don't know. <laughs> On his website. Uh, does he have a website, man? He's like so, uh, uh, yeah, so te- I think technology so. deficient. Uh, I believe you might actually be able to get it at the Ezra Institute. Um, that's it yeah so yep. you can go there check you that go out. the Ezra Institute yeah google it man google that junk well, get that book it's fantastic okay hey Woodpecker what time are we at uh hold on <laughs> <laughs> 17 minutes oh, I think. oh whoa somebody yeah. didn't give us a warning there alright so you uh, didn't tell me I was supposed to <laughs> oh well now you know okay so well, uh, when we come back, are we going to finish this clip or are we done with that? Uh, we'll, we'll, play, we'll continue it. Okay, we'll continue this when we get back. Apology of Radio in the studio with the bear and the ginger of gingers. See you on the other side. Ginger of gingers. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to whitfield.edu, whitfield.edu, W-H-I-T-E-F-I-E-L-D.edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com. Yep, this is a reintroduction plus some practical perspective For those of us indeed who are in need of complete vision correction The only thing that's required is a lens that's genuinely objective In a minute of your time to wrap your mind around divine perception Cause even the most mindless and spiritually blind Can be the spectator in a theater of God's magnificent design and Welcome back to Apology Radio Listening to beautiful eulogy, vital lens And I just want to say uh, Odd Thomas I don't know if there's a better a better lyricist out there. Eminem. According to one Chad Trotter, yes. <laughs> I would say that Eminem would probably okay. be better than Hot Thomas. That doesn't necessarily mean he's morally better. But I'm pretty sure... Can we limit it to the, the, the Christian hip-hop industry? Of all the industry? Christian artists, uh, if you use that term, he would he would probably be the best. He's so good, dude. Yeah, he is. No, he is. So we we got to go. He's also a really nice guy. He's amazing. Yes. Yeah. How do I know? Well, gra- I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I know because we got to interview them on Friday. They did a show, and 
They'll be watching for that interview. Yeah, interview. Exclusive only on Apologia Radio. You did a horrible job, by the way. Thank you. Straight fanboy interview. Okay. <laughs> It'll be great. It's gonna be it's gonna, <laughs> you're going to love it. Hilarious. Okay. So, so uh, shall yeah. we just persevere through let's the, go. the rest let's, of this let's move. Clip? Let's move with it. All right. This, this is my favorite part. Well, it's always the same. It's well, the what same. about the San Francisco mayor? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here, ladies. Um, what about the San Francisco mayor years ago when gay marriage was yeah. not legal and he yeah. was issuing, uh, he was issuing marriage licenses. He wasn't thrown in jail. So here, why is there a, 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 threw a big parade for him? Right, but there's a double standard. Just, why is she in jail? I think is the She's question. She's in a lot jail people. because. But he wasn't thrown in jail. Well, no, question, she was, she was put in jail because the Supreme Court. Yes, she right. was put in jail because they felt like if they gave her bail money, there would be too many people but actually no, she's getting in jail money. She because she's defying the Whoa. Uh-oh. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Uh-oh. There would be so many people supporting her that they couldn't give her bail because she'd be able to get out. Yeah. Why don't you just execute her then? Yeah. I mean, seriously. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Nobody's like really. What happened to the innocent Raven Simone from the Cobb's Cosby Show? <laughs> I mean, what in the world? He was a cute little kid. I don't know what happened. Oh my! So, yeah. So okay. So apparently, if people actually support what you do, you should throw them in prison right. without any chance of escape. Right. Yeah. And can can we just say too that that sounds like supreme statism? What should have happened with any elected official? is that they can't be removed from their post. Right. They have to be impeached. Right. And if the people approve of what she is doing, they're not going to impeach her. Yeah. Because she's doing her job. Right. And she's submitting to Romans 13, the people. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue. I just I think it's fascinating, too, that Whoopi has, like, really no answer. Well, well, the San Francisco mayor was breaking the law. He wasn't thrown in jail. And they're like, well, let's change the subject. Mm-hmm. She defied the law. She the law is... Well, she's saying that guy law. did, too. He did not he defy defied- the law, Whoopi. Why didn't she defy the law, Luke? Because she was following the law because the <laughs> judges can't make laws. Exactly. Right. The law at that what time. Was it was the, at that time he was issuing illegal uh, marriage licenses in San Francisco. But he, I'm, just saying he, I'm just saying he yeah. was not thrown was he in jail, he but was, she was thrown in was jail. He, was he mayor? Because well, you know, <laughs> maybe, you maybe, maybe it's a well, maybe. <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, how many times has Obama done something where he didn't follow the law and no judge went and threw him in jail? I know. Or just make an executive order. Or just do whatever I want because I'm the king of the world. Power thing. But, no, but now license- that it is the law, you know, you got to follow the law. It was but the also law the licenses were not valid was. even yeah. though he was issuing them. Yeah. So now they're valid. That's the difference, isn't mm-hmm. it? And there's a Supreme Court edict at this yes. point. So. so let's see how it goes, you know. It's it's crazy, but you know this is this is the this is the world. And she There's has a lot. lot of she has a lot of support in her corner. I'm sure so she does, and I I want to support her. I have a lot of support for her because I want her to to be able to say this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I do not want her stepping on my toes Agreed, if yeah. I don't feel the same way. That's my bitch about this. Uh guess I'm gonna bleep that up. Yeah. I, I- <laughs> There's so many things I want to say. But <laughs> yeah, we'll I, I really there. want her to believe what she believes as long as she actually places those beliefs 
into effect in a way that would violate what I believe. And then, well, then we just have a conflict. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, it actually, a lot of Christians feel the same way too. Like their theology practically is that same in, in that same position. It's yeah. like, just preach the gospel, right? Don't get involved in, in politics. Don't get involved in the government. And, and I'm not strawmanning that position because mm. I've seen it on Facebook the past few weeks yeah. of people who say uh, that, that you should not uh, be oh, yeah. in the government. Yeah. You should just preach the gospel. Yeah. And, and, and there's absolutely no application to how your beliefs affect reality. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, the, the door. No, that was me. Is that Jesus knocking? That was me tapping oh. on something in earth and space, in time <laughs> and space, because Christians seem to have forgotten this idea that the gospel brings you unto good works that were prepared beforehand right. for you. Like that's the purpose of regeneration is that you would fulfill the works prepared for you beforehand. Mm -hmm. And we like to just stop at preaching the gospel. And I used to believe that the works prepared for you beforehand was just evangelism. Like I used to think mm -hmm. that way. I think uh, maybe Living Waters kind of like helped perpetuate the idea that, that the works that you do as a Christian is only evangelism okay. but it's not it, I don't know if they intentionally meant that I don't think they would say that but I think part of that open air preaching wave that happened several years ago yeah. that was kind of like the common view that the works prepared before the foundations of the world of street preaching it's not it that's not it it's it's how you run your family how you run your business how you run your government how you uh, educate your children those are the works prepared beforehand it's everything we do it's you, we use the term culture Right, culture means uh, preparing the soil. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, just just think about that for cultivate. a minute. It's cultivate, preparing the soil, and then Jesus gives a reference to um, to uh, the seeds that fall on soil that are mm. not cultured. Mm. Right. So God uses time and space to help advance uh, the gospel. And, and I'm not saying that works help someone get saved. I believe in justification by faith. Salvation is only by God. However, if you're preaching in a society that is a Christian nation, there's a lot of groundwork. You don't have to place when, when you share the gospel with somebody, right? You don't have to refute secularism in a Christian nation where that's the minority view. Right now we're up against pluralism and secularism and bad views of government. Those are all things that when we share the gospel, if it was a completely Christian nation in terms of government and education and the family, those are things that the seeds can fall a lot easier on. And God uses that. Mm -hmm. God uses means uh, to accomplish it. He justifies the ends and the means. He justifies the ends and the means. And so so that's that, that this idea that Christians have beliefs shouldn't affect reality is, you know, exactly like Whoopi was saying, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like your beliefs shouldn't affect my reality. Mm -hmm. Just keep it in your own head. Right. Keep it in your own kingdom. I wish Whoopi right? would keep it in her own head. That's essentially it. Keep it in your own kingdom. Right. Once your beliefs start to interfere with my kingdom and my king, that's when we have a problem mm -hmm. and we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. And I got, I got another quote here. This is actually from, um, uh, Dr. Scott Mason, and this is in the, the Ezra Institute actually puts out a publication, I think quarterly. So this is from the spring edition of this year. It's called Jubilee. So he says, uh, the consequence of multicultural propaganda, which emphasizes our openness and inclusion and defines its diversity to include sexual 
proclivities, and practices that openly reject biblical standards is, unsurprisingly, a people incapable of identifying contradictions to their confirmation bias. Sounds a lot like what we just listened to. He goes on to say, their unwillingness to listen to their critics also shows them to be deaf to their blindness, but the evidence is incontrovertible. We are confronting an entirely different worldview with an entirely new sense of tolerance, hostile to the one established by John Locke in a letter concerning toleration from 1689 around a basic Christian consensus. It is not a matter of society's willingness to stretch out the tent pegs of hospitality a bit further. That explanation does not account for the sudden displacement of fundamental rights like freedom of conscience and religion in a culture's law and political practice. Only a new and contradictory fundamentalism rooted in a contradictory sense of tolerance can. And then he drops down on one more paragraph. And he says, the fact that the exclusive tolerance that marks the new anti-Christian fundamentalism is itself religious in character is betrayed by a third point of scandal and contradiction, that an established Christian right such as marriage, basic to Western civilization, is being redefined with religious zeal in countries where not only the customs, but the majority of their inhabitants would still be identified with Christianity, but by some political charlatans in the name of extending Christianity to include unbiblical practices and dissenting Christians who reject the spiritual authority of the political and legal establishment to redefine marriage are being targeted, and they almost and they almost solely for conspicuous punishment in the public square as violators of the ever evolving human rights industry. Amen. That was a mouthful, but it was money. Yeah, it was money. Thank you, Scott Mason. All right, so what Pecker, what's our time? Uh, two more minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> How about we just take a break? We went two minutes over last time. We'll come back. Apology Radio. See you on the other side. You can subscribe right now to Apology All Access. Your first month will only be a minimum donation of $5. But what does that $5 really get you? That's a good question. Let's let that beat drop and I'll tell you. So with Apology All Access, you're going to get Apologia TV. That's a 30-minute TV show. Then you're going to get behind the scenes of that TV show, what we call the Apologia After Show, where we just sit and chat with a guest without those pesky time restraints of network television. As an Apologia All Access member, you'll be the first to get exclusive videos sent right to your personal RSS feed. And, of course, we've begun working on Apologia Academy, where we're going to have people teach you stuff, Bible stuff, apologetic stuff. For your homeschool kids. All this and a whole lot more with Apologia All Access. Go get it, guys. Only at ApologiaRadio.com. Welcome back to Apologia Radio. <laughs> I played this song for a very specific reason. We have a clip here from Shep Smith. Who turns out to be a homosexual. I just, I'm shocked by that. I, um, I had no clue. Yeah. Maybe I just don't watch enough Fox News. It's amazing what you learn when your job is to just watch Fox News and The View all day. Right. right. Oh, pray for me, guys. Uh, so uh, anyways, we got this clip from Shep Smith. Was this yesterday? I, I believe, so. uh, well, this was at the rally. Yeah, this was at the rally okay. where uh, Kim Davis was freed. Okay. Go ahead. 
Well, they've set this up as a religious play again. This is the same crowd that says, we don't want Sharia law. Don't let them come in here and start telling us what to do. Keep their religion out of our lives and out of our government. Well, here we go again. When this started, this lawyer said he needed an accommodation for a woman who wanted one. She said she didn't want her name on a license but for gay people. They couldn't come up with an accommodation. Now they've come up with one. They've let her out of jail, said, all right, you don't have to have your name on there. We just put the name of the county on there. All this is done. But it's not what they want. You're hearing now what they want. This is what they want. And this is what they're going to get. They're going to get a stirred up argument and a couple of a news cycle. And they're going to be able to make these claims. And, and the truth is, when you get right down to the fundamentals of this, the Supreme Court of the United States says that you can't have things being okay for one group of people and not okay for another group of people. This is not unprecedented. They did it when they said that black and white people couldn't marry. And they said, oh, wait, I guess you can. And now they've said straight people and gay people can also all get married. You want to get married? Go, go, go right at it. The government's not going to get in the way of you anymore than they did in the way of the straight people back in the day. But their, their haters are going to hate. And, you know, you, <laughs> uh, we thought that what this woman wanted was an accommodation, which they've now granted her, something that worked for everybody. But it's not what they want. This is what they want. So when Mike Huckabee comes up there, we'll hear his side of all of this, which will be similar to this side, right after a quick commercial break on Fox News Channel. Haters going to hate. I'm surprised uh, Fox News let him say that. Yeah, you know, I was I was saying like it's amazing to me how righteousness brings out the worst in people. Right. You know, you know, you're standing up there, you're you're proclaiming God's law, you're thrown in jail because you're not going to compromise on this issue. You're not going to let other people sign your name. Right. You're not going to let other people do it. You're going to stand against something. And it brings out the worst in people who I, I thought was, I didn't know he was gay, you know, and, and now everybody knows for sure, uh, even if I don't think he was really in the closet about it. I just don't think it was something that he spoke about a lot. But when righteousness is, that light is shine onto the darkness, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm shocked because the majority, I mean, obviously Fox News' audience is a conservative right wing people that are in support of Kim Davis. Yeah, right. But he comes on Fox News and keeps saying they, 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 yeah, they. Yeah, I'm just thinking I'm like, just, what? who is your audience, man? You just yeah, lost like right, any viewer right. that you ever could possibly want. <laughs> and this isn't me being pro Fox News necessarily. I'm just like, I'm shocked that he said that. Yeah, I mean, he just like destroyed his entire, yeah. his wow. entire market is gone. Wow. But uh, yeah, I just, I just thought it was fantastic. But, but you, you know, you know what's uh it really brings out the need for the doctrine of neutrality being a myth mm-hmm. to be taught way more widely than it is. Oh, yeah. Because we're in such a pluralistic yeah. society. Shepard Smith and Whoopi Goldberg are saying the exact same thing. Your belief can't enforce on my belief as if that's possible at all. Yeah, you know, you know, like if you were to tie this into immigration, like Shepard Smith, who might be, uh, you know, against illegal immigration, one of the reasons they would say that is because uh, they believe that uh, a pluralistic society is bad. That's what they say. They say you have to have people that that speak the same language, that have have uh, a common culture, and when we allow illegal immigrants into the country, 
it, it dilutes that, creates pluralistic society, and, and, and a yeah. nation cannot survive in that. However, he's he's asking people to, to hold to a pluralistic society. Yeah. Well, at the same time, you know, he would he would disagree with that right. that basis. Right. So it's just amazing the contradiction there, uh, and and it's we have to be presuppositional in our Christian apologetic, but also in our worldview apologetics, whether it's government or whatever. Yeah. We have to keep applying that standard where you cannot live consistently according to what you believe based on what you believe. Right. You know, um, I was just thinking that. Uh, we, we've talked about this that you know I, we, we really truly believe that our, our nation is under judgment right now but I think you think? I, no what I'm saying is I think I hope and I pray that it's in order to bring you know the fruit of repentance and I really feel like God's working and there's going to be some sort of revival um, yeah there's definitely something happening yeah. at a level that's yeah. not happened in the past yeah. where it's really forcing people to make a hard stance yeah. Yeah, so when we were, you didn't hear this when we were talking to, to Darren Doan earlier, he's like, he's going through all the stuff that's happened this year, and I think we're going to like, you know, like one, two, five, ten years down the road, we're going to sit back and go, man, 2015, it's like the year that the little Dutch boy pulled his finger out the dam and just everything. Yeah. Because he was saying how like he started working on this film, um, Stonewall, in like March or something, and then ever since then he starts going through the list like just one thing after another stuff there you know like you got uh, Bruce Jenner you got uh, Rachel Dolezal you got uh, gay marriage you got um, um, now this Kim Davis it's been like one thing after another every time he's like thought he Ashley was Madison. Ashley Madison every time he's thought he was done filming then something else has come out and he's like I guess we're not done yet. And yeah. This whole year, he's like, he went through the timeline. Right, and that's I was why like, oh, it gosh. hasn't given us a release date yet. Right. You know, this stuff keeps yeah. coming. Well, it's like when we did Babies Are Murdered here, we thought we would film that. And we were like, man, this thing is growing. People are using Babies Are Murdered here signs all over the place. Maybe we should just wait a year and see what comes of it and, yeah. and make that the documentary. Yeah. So initially it was just about abortion, but then oh, okay. it, be- it became about a movement that happened just because of the trailer. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, documentary filmmakers. That's that's how it that's how it works. Yeah. So I've been scouring the internet, looking for great content, and I found it. <laughs> We're talking about a pluralistic society, right? Yes, we are. So why not go to Glenn Beck again? Another Fox News contributor. Used to be. Used to be. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Now he's on the Blaze. Yeah, he's got his he runs own network. Yep. Uh, so we're talking about just the inherent contradictions uh, that you have when you don't have a Christian worldview. And this is Glenn Beck talking about Harry Reid. Mm. Now, if you if you watch enough Glenn Beck, you know that he cannot stand the idea of Christians not working together, even if they're not Christian. Like, he wants to call mm. everybody a Christian because mm. he doesn't want to have to defend Mormonism. Mm. And he it's, calls himself a Christian. He calls himself a Christian, even though he's a Mormon. Even though he's a Mormon, okay. and 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 he, if you if you're, we had Sherry on the show. Remember? Yeah, Sherry's yeah. on the show. She was on Glenn Beck's show, yeah. and she preached the gospel. Yeah, and he, he was visibly like, uncomfortable. he was visibly uncomfortable. He didn't like it, and 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 he was like, oh, you're just like Franklin Graham or Billy Graham, or you just got to preach the gospel as soon as it comes out. You know? Amen. And, and, 
Amen. If we, if we all live like that. Right, right. So this is Glenn Beck talking about the faith of Harry Reid. Beck Reid, Harry Reid, Bernie Sanders. Harry Reid. Yeah, Harry Reid. Of course. Harry, stay of course he's on board with this. Oh, my God. Do you think this guy has any principles? No. Do you think he has anything no. in common with us? No. <laughs> despite no. despite supposed religiosity. Religion? We're supposed to be the same religion. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't understand There how. is no way. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. But there it. is no way. And I know people will say this about me. Yeah. But I will take <laughs> will. my stances. And you can compare yeah. what I support. Please do. And please. What I support and what I further and what I I try to stand against and I try to stand for and you line them up with gospel principles and then do and the, then same do the same thing with Harry Reid. There is no way that guy Jeez. that guy is um, oh uh, evil. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way he is lies, deception, <laughs> deceit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he well, stands judging him. No, we're no. judging his actions. No, no, no. Nobody's assigning him. God place will in the judge afterlife. him as he's escorted to the gates of hell. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to judge him. No, we're just no. saying he's going to burn we're the fires of hell. hell. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not wow. for us. To- wow. <laughs> now, if you were to say the same thing about Glenn Beck and his Mormonism, he would flip out. Because no, look, look at look at Glenn Beck's uh, works, Luke. Mm-hmm. Look at his works. Look at all so he stands for. Look at the gospel principles that he applies. <laughs> he has to be a Christian, Luke. Look at his works. Oh, uh, so okay, so, so just so I'm straight. So Harry Reid is they're saying Harry Reid's supposed to be a Christian. Is that what they're saying? Harry Reid would say he's a Christian. I think he'd probably say Catholic. Probably Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, oh gosh. First <laughs> of all, Glenn Beck doesn't really believe in hell. If he's a Mormon, so they believe in outer darkness. Not the same thing. So um, that's a whole nother. Well, this is interesting. Continue, A whole another, a whole another <laughs> issue. You so know, Mormons don't even believe in hell. They would say you would go to the, go to the yeah. outer darkness. They call it. Um, and you know, I don't know where he thinks which level of heaven. I'm assuming he wants to attain the highest level of heaven so that he can be a god of his own planet one day. If that's, I, it would if have he's been interesting Mormon. if he said, you know, as we as as he's escorted to the gates of outer darkness, right. Right, 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 right. Oh, goodness gracious. So, so again, we come back so to the things. issue of consistency yeah. in your theology as it applies to other areas of life. Right. Right, so it's not just consistency of your theology as it applies to theology. It's consistency of your theology as it applies to politics, Right. how you treat other people, and, and how uh, the government is run. Yes. So we're going to do one more segment. We're going to wrap it up. Short show today because it's a shorter staff. Yeah, because Jeff's not talking. Jeff's not talking. We're kind of running out of things to say. (laughs) How does he do it? I ask that question every day. (laughs) All right. You're listening to Apologia Radio. Sign up for All Access. The Academy's out. Yes, it is. Apologia All Access. Oh, no, it's on Mormonism. Yes, That's sir. where you're going with it. Okay. Yeah. Bring so it all back together. Yeah, it's on Mormonism. It's pretty awesome. Paul Jerry. See you on the other side.
you. And I'm Sam. And we have a new podcast called the Reformed Kid Cast, where we go through the catechism with our daddy. It's a lot of fun and your kids will love it. Please go subscribe. 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 Subscribe on iTunes. We'll see you on the Reformed Kid Cast. Pizza in my hand, grape soda in my bottle. Make it rain Monopoly money like it's a lotto. Dancing on the treadmill, doing party cardio. Footy pajama pizza, dance karaoke party, go! You're probably thinking, well, gosh, this is weird. That dude's in his pajamas, pizza sauce in his beard. Well, if you think that that's confusing, just, just wait until you hear my rendition of Whitney Houston. Looking for the party when you Welcome back to Apologia Radio. I'm here with Luke the Bear. Yeah, that's foreknown. I've been I keep forgetting to play him. He's he's my boy. We saw him at the at the show the other night too. Who are you? Dude, didn't we say not we to come said, in and tell you Don't talk until I bring you in and you jumped on the thing. Sorry. No, it's okay, you're in now. Everybody, this is Peabody. This is Peabody. Hello. Hey Peabody. How you doing? Good. And then Sherman, who's our engineer for the day. Hello. How's it going, Sherman? Now you're probably asking. Why do we call him Peabody and Sherman? <laughs> well, since you came in without being an introduced, I guess we we'll have to start share your oh nickname story. Thousands of people will know now. Oh, yeah. Maybe more like hundreds of thousands. It's a pretty big show. <laughs> okay. Millions. <laughs> the world will know. Okay. So, as some people know, that we use child labor here at Apology Radio unashamedly. Peabody and Sherman, who I will say this, I am really, really grateful for the work you guys have been doing. Yeah, they're amazing. Thank you. Uh, Amazing. They came up to us the first Sunday before our first show and was like, my parents want to know if we can be of any help to you. And I was thinking, are you guys that bad? Your parents just want to get rid of you and have you... That might be that too. Yeah, yeah. That's what what my first thought. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it could still be that. Your mom is very happy that you're with us <laughs> as much as you are. And I'm uh, happy. So essentially, they work for PlayStation time. Yeah. Here at the studio. Yeah. Uh, Peabody s- does. No. Everybody. No, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I saw you playing that, dude. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all play. So, so we started. all my yeah, food. So they started just helping set up equipment. Yeah. Moved to recording cameras. Then I moved them into editing, mm-hmm. and they do a fantastic job. They mm-hmm. edit most of the show. Mm-hmm. I actually got a compliment on the editing the other day, mm. by the way, and it was you all show. He said he really liked wow. the pa- he really liked the pacing of the oh. of the cut. So well done. So you guys are I'm really well done, gra- good and I just want to say I'm really grateful for you. Uh, but there's sometimes yeah. when you know you can't do certain things. Yeah, right. And there was one time we're taping the show. Right, mid segment. And mid segment, I look around, and Peabody walks off. Yeah. Right. My name. Now, now. If you, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not telling the story. Now, now, if if you've done any video production whatsoever, you know you never leave your camera. No. Ever. Never. Never. It's it, like the unpardonable sin. If it's sin. a two-hour segment, you just don't go to the bathroom. You just can't. You wear the pens. You wear the pens. You you a catheter, whatever you got to do. Clothes pen. That's right. 
<laughs> That's what you do. And he leaves right during segment. The segment ends. He's still gone. Yeah. And we realize he went to the bathroom yep. during the recording. So we all wait for him to come out, and then we all cheer. And Luke gave him the name Peabody. Actually, you did, I think. No, I don't think it was. I think it was you. Because I was calling him PB Pants. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. We'll both okay. we'll, we'll take the credit. Anyway, Peabody, and unfortunately... His brother got Sherman. Yeah. Just because by default. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it is. Just to let you know, guys, I'm really grateful for all the work you've done. Thank you. It's amazing. And uh, you guys are getting better and better. And I know you still can't use my 70 to 200 lens. Oh. You still oh, can't man. do it. Okay. Or fly the drone. <laughs> or fly. Yeah. And you cannot fly the drone. So. Says the man. Ever. But you you did get a you did get a pee-pee chart in the bathroom with your name I, on I, it. I, there is I, a, a so. Pampers potty training chart yeah. with his name. I'm. On, I, marked on the it, I marked it today. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for marking it. That's good. No, seriously though, I, I do want to say these guys are amazing. Well, at least Sherman. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't hit see you. Hit the table. You uh, hear that? Yeah. Oh, just the table. Like my, no, here, no, seriously, podcast. like their dad like drops him off at Starbucks and like some terrible well, hour in the morning. Yeah. Okay. So I don't normally come until one, and I work all night. And when you say so, you don't come into one, you mean you don't wake up from the couch till one at the studio. Currently, at the okay. moment. Okay. Let's yeah. just be clear. So there was a day where they text me at seven in the morning and they're like, hey, we're just sitting at Starbucks. And I'm like, well, too bad. <laughs> I'm not coming into one. And they're like, well, can you just disable the alarm? Let's come in and do the work. And I was like, okay. So they come in, they do the work. And I get in around one, and you guys are like, we don't have anything else to do. Y'all are playing PlayStation. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. why are you playing PlayStation? You got work to be doing. And you're like, well, we finished everything. Like, you did it all, like, before I got in. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that, because I, I, and I really do mostly everything here. I'm the only staff. Yeah. And so without them, I wouldn't, like, yeah. it, this show couldn't be done. So This is also a plug for homeschooling, because they go to Starbucks, they do their schoolwork, and then they come over here and they learn something. They're learning something practical that they can use. Yes. When and when and if they ever graduate. Yes. So you could be sitting in a class listening to lectures on evolution. Yeah, I could. Or you could be actually working, doing a skill, learning at the same time. Yeah. And and listening to Jeff give lectures. Like, that, you know that's right. I, I was thinking about that the other day. So we're doing the Apology Academy yesterday. They came with us to help us film it. And I'm like, you guys are going to hear it once, and then you're going to hear it hundreds of times yeah. when you edit it. So you're, you're an just, expert on Mormonism. Which, yeah. by, by the way, I love loved the Academy. It was really... It's awesome, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You should sign up at Apology All Access, and you can hear the lectures on presuppositional apologetics and Mormonism. Hey, you know what I was just thinking? You didn't bring any cookies in today, dude. What's up with um, that? What happened was... That's, that's the other thing. See... Every day we have we shoot a TV show. Yeah, Peabody makes cookies. Yeah, except today, and they're fantastic. They're the best cookies I've ever had. But today, I'll there you, were no cookies. I'll tell you why. Okay, so it's unacceptable. First no, of all, no, I all day I was with with <laughs> Mar- with uh, King Ginger yesterday, and then I came home at around eleven. We have to we had to get up at six. You think that's an acceptable? That's excuse? not acceptable, man. Didn't you hear the clip we played at the beginning of the show with Darren Doan talking about sweat, working yeah. hard? It's, you got to bleed for this? Yeah, get up a sunrise and make cookies. We, 
We you brought donuts here? and then you ate them all. <laughs> you did eat all the donuts. <laughs> I ate, like, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because well, when when the when the donut box, just to be fair, when the donut box I opened it up, there were only like three donuts left. There was two when I got here. There were two, so I'm assuming y'all got a dozen donuts, right? Yeah. Well, we left some home because it was only me, my mom, my brother. Sure, you did. And we left some of them home. So sure, you did. So I come in, <laughs> and Peabody's eating a donut, and. <laughs> A manner I've never seen anyone eat a donut. How was he eating this donut? Do you remember when Gollum ate the fish in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, like he literally—it's fisted. It's a jelly. Yes, it's a jelly donut, right? And I look at him, and he's—he's he's like ripping it in half. <laughs> And there's, he rips a donut in half. And there's there's I was jelly. Trying to help the brethren. There's jelly. You were whoa, 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 whoa. there's jelly he, everywhere. He's trying to split the jelly donut in half. <laughs> It was a horizontally in half, not vertically in half, right? Right. Horizontally, right. like, ripped right. in half. Yeah. And so there's jelly. Like you would break bread. <laughs> yes. As one would tear a goat. That is a quote from Samson. One of my favorite quotes, there's a, there's a story of, of Samson, okay. and he says he tore, I think he tore the lion half as one would tear a goat, which I don't know what that means. But, so he tears this donut as like one would goat. tear a goat. <laughs> There's jelly, jelly everywhere, and he has such a mess. So he's like, it's like two-handed. He just starts like, like, like inhaling this donut. Like, wow! And I'm like, just standing there in amazement. Like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Wow! And then he proceeded to cut open uh, an almond milk container and what was pour that? half a what? box of cereal into it. So I don't know what's going on with that either. Instead of using a bowl, you cut the the the, the, the milk box there in no, half. There, there are no bowls, and like all the bread is molded, so I couldn't make a sandwich. So I was going <laughs> to eat cereal, and as I'm pouring it, you guys made me belly laugh. So it like came out, and half the cereal came into my almond container. Are you enjoying working here? Yes, I love it. What about you, Sherman? Yeah, it's good. It's like one of the most. This is like the highlight of my week is working here. Yeah, you're always like, "Can we come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday?" <laughs> and I'm like, if, "I think your mom would like to see you sometime." Well, that's assuming a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, based on what I've seen, the way he eats a donut, I'm sure she's probably really happy that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we give you guys a hard time. We yeah. love you and because you're and, awesome. and, and, uh, and we and if we come in tomorrow, that's gonna be like a four day streak. That'll be like pretty much all because we came in. Or is it really Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and now Friday? Now, when you say a four day streak, what does is, that mean? What does overtime and PlayStation time look like? <laughs> like if I have to pay you guys in time on PlayStation, what does overtime PlayStation pay? Like, what is that? I don't know. I, I don't even know how that works. <laughs> I can't do that math. Now, when you say you're on a four-day streak, does that mean you ran around four days without any pants on? No, it means I've come here four days Oh, row. that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. I just want to clarify. A four days? Oh, oh, a four day streak. A, streak. <laughs> a four-day streak. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, I get it. Luke, uh, go away. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so you wanted to mention back. Luke wanted to talk about um, trolls, which is I guess like a well, shrinker is a troll, right? <laughs> yeah. Quit, quit streaking on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, not necessarily trolls, but just like people like we talked about before during the break, like people that don't ever leave. 
their cage stage. And it and it doesn't have to be, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about cage stage Calvinism. And it doesn't have to be Calvinism. It doesn't have to be anything specific. Just one thing in general. People get a little soapbox and they, all they do, like literally all they're concerned with is that one soapbox. And they're going to go after people that are against their soapbox. And that's their focus. And, and what becomes apparent is there, it seems like their desire is ultimately not for the gospel. It's not for building Christ's kingdom. It's for preaching on their soapbox. And I mean, like, honestly, we're, if you don't like see us and you don't know us and you're not here day to day, like, I think a lot of people think like, this is what we do. We just show up and we record and we do a radio show. Like people don't realize that we have like 15,000 different ministries where Jeff and I are pastors you know, Marcus, you're doing the media for more than just this. Like you're doing a buttload of media, yeah. right? And so, like, I think people think that this is all we do, and so yeah. they just want to, like, you know, debate us all day long about stuff. It's like, look, man, I don't have time. Like for real, I have the gospel to preach. Like we have a kingdom to build. Yeah. Like and, we don't have time to sit here and, and just and debate guys, back and forth all day. You know, you know one stuff. thing I've said to you and your wives is that you guys are, and I've said th- I said this in front of Apologia Church too, is that you guys are pastors. And husbands before you are radio show hosts right. or TV show hosts. And that's really important to us that we do that. And so, so, but people on Facebook, it's like they don't have anything else to do right. all day right. but engage in cage stage warfare. argument. Yeah. War, warfare. Yeah. <laughs> you get a job. And it's just, it's just constant. So an example of this, there's a guy I knew several, several years ago. And... Uh, he was just known for speaking about Calvinism in a good way. Like he defended Calvinism uh, really strongly. And then he left Facebook for a while. And then I noticed that he was on my friend's feed again. And he was still just as harsh and as strong on Calvinism. And I'm thinking, dude, like your cage stage has lasted too long. That should concern you. You know, yeah. like that that should concern yeah. you. And uh, and and I, I think you know, a, like cage stages are critical. Bec- like I, I'm not against them. I think they're important because it fuels yeah. the passion for theology and yeah. stuff. But eventually, you got to grow out of it. Yeah, you got to grow out of it, and you got to mature and continue on in the faith into other areas of theology. Um, and that, and then then that's that's what you got to do. Yeah, and I think what what ends up happening is you end up. Um, you end up trying to to build your own kingdom. You end up, you know, preaching. Even though, even though what you're saying it may be a hundred percent true, and it's you know God's word, it's it ends up being for your glory and not for for Christ's glory. And so that's what we want to avoid. I've I've been there. I was in that stage. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was. I know Marcus. Was I in used to stage. be really really violent on Facebook. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, I was. I used to punch people yeah. in the throat on Facebook. <laughs> if I could have done it, I really would have. Yeah. So, anyways, man, I anyways, really don't. I'm King Ginger. I really don't know you. I, <laughs> so let, <laughs> sorry. With that, let me just admonish people, man. Let's be let's be working together to build Christ's kingdom. Let's be working together to preach the gospel. Let's not be at each other's throats all the time, wanting to argue and debate, um, minute things. And even sometimes they're not minute, but like, you know, let's make this about Christ's glory. So with that, this is the bear 
special edition of Apology Radio I'm in King the Ginger. studio Peabody. with King Ginger. Hey, the next Ginger week we're gonna have a special edition of Apology Radio too. Yeah, because I won't be around. My, I'll be on vacation. You'll be on vacation, I, so I might, I might come back. Hey, what? No, you won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so me and Jeff next week, real quick, yeah. are going to have a conversation on culture and the gospel and how they can work together mm. and it's not all about the culture it's not all about the gospel yeah. it's a blending of the two together and harmoniously and so i'm excited about that stay tuned so that'll be me and jeff next week must hear episode what do we call that like a, a like a shall, shall, shall we shall we get our npr voices and have a conversation <laughs> on culture and the gospel <laughs> on the da- with the jeff Durbin. show and Marcus Pittman. <laughs> Hush. All right. Peabody Sherman. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. S- sign up for the ap- ap- apology all access. Yeah, nice. He's learning. There you go. He's good. good. And, and let me say it. We even And si- that's today's episode of Apology <laughs> Radio. <laughs> we- it was great to see you guys. <laughs> Have a great day. Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. Want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road and Tempe. We're meeting in the Community Center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at ApologiaChurch.com. Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. <laughs> Glory!